five minute call time until recording session of intro for Bloodstream episode 14. I repeat, five minutes until we begin recording the intro. Alright, five minutes. Let's see what they want me to do this week. Oh, this Jason character is such a pain in the ass to figure out. Let's see. Movie this week, blah blah blah. Don't care, don't care. Just get to the point already. I'm talking about a movie that cut up bits of porn? They want me to do something with porn for the intro? Hell no! You've had me do some crazy stuff on this show, but I draw the line here. I am not doing porn for the bloodstream! Welcome aboard, streamers. This is episode four. Mm, sorry, sorry. Let me get into character here. <clears throat> Welcome aboard, streamers. This is episode 14 of the Bloodstream, and I am your host, Jason Gray, and I am totally not from either Australia or New Zealand. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. If you're just joining us for the Bloodstream on this show, I like to find random stuff online to watch streaming, usually from Amazon or Netflix. Give it a watch, report back to you what's going on, then usually I end up yelling about it in the final minutes of the show. Since this is October, I've been taking a look at movies that have Halloween in the title as a very loose theme, and this has turned out to be an absolutely terrible idea, because if Halloween is in the title, unless your movie happens to be directed by John Carpenter or spawned from that franchise, it seems that having Halloween in your title means it's going to be a really terrible movie. For the show this week, I found a little movie called Halloween Horror at Midnight. Well, that sounds promising at least. Whenever I find a movie, I like to do at least a little bit of research, usually at least the bare minimum of looking up the IMDB page, seeing who's in it, stuff like that. When I went to look this one up, uh, hmm, I can't seem to find the IMDB page. Well, that isn't too unusual for me. I do come across movies that have alternate titles and some are generic and very hard to find. Such as last week's episode 13 where I looked at 13 and good luck looking up 13 online as I said back then. And since this is kind of generic let me throw in some of the actor names that Amazon is giving me and see what I can find. I can usually figure it out from there. And uh, why are all these actors credits looking like they're in porn movies? Hmm. What have I gotten myself into? Okay, okay. Porn stars do sometimes do legit movies. Maybe it absolutely nothing weird going on here. Once again, this movie has no trailer, and I'm just, I got no music to play aside from if I want to go looking for some of that amazing 70s bow chicka wow music, which I'm kind of tempted, but instead I'm just going to dive right into this mess and talk about Halloween horror at midnight. Halloween horror. Horror. Three hours in that, it's easy to see how one might get confused with the content that's going to be coming up. Halloween Horror at Midnight is, yet again, an anthology movie. Kind of. Things get kicked off with a dude and his girlfriend going to have a bit of a seance, I guess, with this lady, and I'm just gonna jump right into the first clip with these guys. It's a little silly. Most of this movie really is. And take it away. Ah. I see you have reservations. As a matter of fact, we do. 
tomorrow night at a haunted house. Not those type of reservations, silly, silly boy. Your woman here has second thoughts about traveling to a place that is inhabited by such a troubled and restless spirit. You mean Gail Evelyn? Yes. Her burdened soul is trapped there in that dank dwelling you speak of, awaiting a release that may never come. How can you tell all that? I was born with a gift. I'd say a couple. So why is she here? After death, most spirits rise up to a greater reward. However, there are those unfortunate souls that are forever bound to this earth by, let's say, unfinished business. Really? Like, waiting for a lost love? Exactly. Her lover may have moved on to a greater plane, but her vow to wait for him may anchor her to this mortal coil for all eternity. Oh my gosh. Maybe we could actually help her? How? I don't know, but if she appears to us, maybe we can explain? I don't know about you, doll, but if she appears to me, don't go grab for the trousers flying out the front door. Why? Because I'll be in them. Mike, stop it. Be serious. I am being serious. Any horny ghost shows up, I'm gone. Horny ghosts? What have I gotten myself into? The fortune teller, seance woman, soothsayer, then goes on to say that if they're worried about these horny spirits, all they have to do is protect themselves with a love wraith. Love wraith? What have I gotten myself into? Fortunately, it turns out that just involves a kiss between the guy and his girlfriend. Oh, but wait, here it comes, here comes the porn. Now it has to be passed from the girlfriend to the fortune teller, and now they're going to start making out and taking off the clothes, and no, it cuts away to another story. What is this? The movie cuts away from the fortune teller stuff it's never heard from again. The movie then starts to go into a story called The Ghost Bride of Dracula. And for a good number of minutes, we get treated to watching old reused footage, footage from... I think it's some Christopher Lee Hammer Dracula movie, which has nothing to do with anything. And this movie does this a lot. It'll cut back to this a few other times, and later in one of the other shorts, it'll cut to another movie, which I couldn't identify at the time. Since this is the first thing it shows you after giving you the title of Ghost Bride of Dracula, I thought, is this going to be the movie? Am I going to be watching another movie literally on a TV screen in the movie? until they decide to do something else. When that's the first thing they drop you into, it gets really confusing, because it does seem like they're going to do that for a while, as they show a whole scene from this other movie. Eventually, it does cut back to other stuff, thankfully. But what a way to get started, right? But no, no, none of that. We're not going to actually be enjoying a Christopher Lee movie. Instead, we cut to three blonde women in a hot tub that are seemingly naked, but the movie frames itself and cuts around any actual nudity, mostly, you know, from the neck up, stuff like that. While they're hanging out in the hot tub, their minion dude, which we're going to find out is actually named Renfield because of course he is, is busy making them some Bloody Marys. And yes, emphasis on the bloody. The girls chat for a bit, they make sexual innuendo with each other because this seems like it's gonna be a porn movie, but never quite gets there. And they make fun of Renfield a bit, but also say that they keep him around because he has a particular set of skills. Oh, what have I gotten myself into? After that weirdness, we then cut to a couple lurking outside in the bushes, watching all this through binoculars, while they plot to get inside and rescue some girl that's been kidnapped, and that's our next clip. 
Ashley's definitely in there. Are you sure? I see with my own eyes. Along with two hotties and a smoking hot babe. Well, why would I doubt you? You've been staring in that window for an hour. Well, it's steamy in there. It, and yeah, that's what I've been doing. You're a jerk. Come here. They made me horny. Stop, stop. They're going to hear us. So I'll put my hand over your mouth while we do it. Have you ever fantasized about that? You're a sicko. Sicko? For God's sake, Mina. I'm your husband. Well, you know what? Your timing really sucks. I thought we came here to hunt vampires and to collect on this million-dollar reward for Ashley. We did. But I thought, you know, we can have a little fun. You mean sex. Exactly. Whatever, forget it. So what are we going to do now? I guess we just stick to the plan. We're both masseuses making house calls. But nobody called us. Don't worry. Let me do all the talking. What if they ask us for our massage license or something? Massage license? Uh-huh. Mina, where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. But I do know I have a bad feeling about this. What do I know? I'm just a sicko. Don't forget, baby. And yes, their names are Jonathan and Mina. Because of course they are. And let me tell you, this whole plot to go up there as some secret random masseuses just visiting the neighborhood, you will not find a more typical porn plot setup this side of Pizza Delivery Man, right? I mentioned a few episodes ago how there's this thing called porn without plot, which is pretty self-explanatory. It seems that what I've found here is porn without porn. The best way I can describe this entire movie is that someone took a bunch of pornos, hacked out all the sex, edited around any nudie bits to get down to like a regular PG, PG-13 rating or so, and left you with, on the cutting room floor, all the bits that are actually the plot of a regular porn movie. This is a bizarre concept in and of itself. Porn movies are notorious for having threadbare plots, and what you're watching here shows exactly how bad that is. Plus, it takes out what most people would consider all the interesting stuff. I'll probably yell more about this later at the end of the thing, but I wanted to bring that up before I forgot. It's just such a weird beast to create. But back to the movie. Jonathan and Nina seem to have found the girl that they're looking for in the castle. So they call up the guy who hired them, which just happens to be Van Helsing. Because of course it is. And the girl they're looking to rescue is his daughter Ashley. Jonathan isn't so sure that the hot babe they saw earlier is Miss Dracula, and I can't believe these words are even coming out of my mouth. He doesn't believe it's Miss Dracula because it's one in the afternoon. But oh no, wait wait. Van Helsing points out that he knows Renfield has made a concoction that can protect them from sunlight. Also, you know, Miss Dracula was inside the house. The hunters wait outside until dark to go rescue Ashley, and why? Why do they always do this in vampire movies? You're sitting out there at 1 in the afternoon? Go attack at 1 in the afternoon. Yes, at least in this version, the vampire isn't safely asleep in their coffin, but still easier to attack these people in the daylight because vampires in sunlight, right? Every vampire movie, we'll wait until sundown. What could go wrong? Anywho, the couple goes up, knocks on the door, and Jonathan warns his wife that he might have to sleep with Mech Dracula in order to save Ashley. Right. That's the plan. Miss Dracula tells Renfield to send them away, she doesn't need a masseuse, and then they come in anyways and do their thing. You know, since this is porn leftovers, I shouldn't be too surprised that the writing is, uh, subpar to be kind. They could have done a little better here, maybe? Just a bit? 
they pair off to go sleep with Miss Dracula and Renfield, and, and really, what what's the plan here? Anyone? Ah, oh, never mind. Next day dawns, and the masseuses just happen to have extra clothing with them because they're wearing different outfits, and should I really be picking apart the plot like this at this point? Probably not. Anyways, Renfield gives Mina the grand tour of the castle in our next clip. This is just another one of the many bedrooms in Miss Dracula's mansion. Wow, it's so beautiful, and it's so big. Why, thank you. And the room's pretty good size, too. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm a big kidder. But not a liar, I see. What's that? Oh, nothing. Okay, moving right along. What about that room over there? That room's off limits. Stay out of there. Wow, looks like I struck a nerve. Uh, no, it's just that uh, we are, we're doing some remodeling in that room. Well, in that case, I don't blame you. Right. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Wow. This staircase is one of the grandest features of the Dracula Mansion. It's amazing. Would you like to hear some history on it? Huh. Actually, I'd like to make some history on it. Oh. Great minds think alike. <laughs> Shall we start with some oral history? That sounds good to me. Wait, 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 wait. They go by a staircase in this clip, and I swear, I swear to the same staircase I saw five shirtless guys walk up in Bigfoot versus D.B. Cooper. I am positive of it. I'm really too lazy to go back and suffer through that movie again just to find out, so I'm gonna say yes it is definitely. And on the subject of Mina... Wow. Such emotion. Wow. Did she have to be amazed at everything she got shown? After much, 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 much more sex, Jonathan finally finds Ashley. So there is plot development somewhere in this. He picks the lock with a spoon. Sure, why not? No, no, that doesn't work, so he goes to get something else. As dumb as it is, I actually appreciate the humor at this point. And it makes about as much sense as anything else in this movie up to now. He eventually gets in the room, he unties Ashley. She warns him that if they catch him, they'll kill both of them. But you know what they just happen to have enough time for? Huh? <laughs> More sex. Meanwhile, Van Helsing just walks right into the castle so he can meet up with Miss Dracula and they can have makeup sex. Why didn't you just do that two days ago? Save all this plot? You would think that would be the end of the movie, everyone would leave and go home, but before that can happen, the three lady vamps run into Mina, and of course, they have more sex. Now, let me be clear, from the way I'm talking, this must sound like some hardcore porno where every 27 seconds there's nudity and sex. And you would be, absolutely, 100% wrong. Because every time there's a threat of sex, whoop, we cut her away to somewhere else. There hasn't even been a single scene of nudity. But back to the movie, as I keep saying. Ashley ties up Jonathan so she can escape, which doesn't make sense, and she runs into Renfield and cons him into having sex so she can escape, which doesn't make sense, and she doesn't actually end up escaping anyways. This all leads to every single character piling into the living room so they can sit down, have a chat, and all the secrets and plot twists, kind of, are revealed in the next clip. Thanks a lot, and after all I've done for you. Sit down and shut up. You know, I'm not a virgin anymore. What? What was I supposed to do? She, she threw herself at me. You're a liar, and you never told me you were married. You're a liar and a jerk. Oh, really? Well, what about you? I'll be fine here with Renfield. Hmm. Fine? 
doesn't even describe it. What is all the commotion down here? Well, it seems that the masseuse had many more reasons to be here than just to relieve stress. Yeah, a million of them. Well, you see, kind of told the Harkins I'd give them a million dollars if they freed Ashley. Why would you do that? I need a diversion so I can come see you. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, that sucks. That really sucks. Well, you know, there's only one thing left to do. Sex. Sex is the one thing. As someone's flicking through channels trying to find the next movie to watch, there is a brief moment where a guy in a monkey suit runs up to kidnap a woman, and... And how do I keep running into movies with men in monkey suits? This is what, the third or fourth one I've encountered with the bloodstream? God. But he grabs the woman, and it's probably the closest to this movie coming to actual nudity. There's a brief weird animated interlude with egg pirates trying to attack a German egg castle, and I'm, I'm just gonna move on from that. The movie finally settles on its next short called Galaxy Zero, and okay, that one? That one right there? I have heard of, and I know that's actually a porno. To be clear, I haven't seen it, I'm just aware of its existence. Not that there's anything wrong with watching porn. I just wanted to be clear about my personal experience with that particular movie. And that confirms it. This is indeed a random collection of edited footage from other movies. Cheap anthology confirmed. Galaxy Zero starts off with a guy and a girl flirting and he goes in to rip off her top. And just as he does that, the camera pushes and zooms in and fades off to somewhere else. I'm kind of amazed at how they managed to edit out anything porn related. Aside from the attempts at sex. This movie cuts away to some random sci-fi movie for a good long time, and eventually when it comes back from that, it's two alien babes having a chat on their... Oh, what the hell? They're talking to each other. On communicators that glow and are shaped like dildos. Ring, 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 dildo phone. Uh, I... I need a clip stat. This is Galactic Explorer 69. My landing was successful. Very well, 69. For the sake of the Earthlings, I will call you Serena while you're on their planet. As you wish, O oh Supreme Mistress. May I now learn the reason of my travels? Very well. You must proceed to the nearest populace. Once there, you have 24 Earth hours to engage in their sex secrets. The knowledge that you bring back to Delton is imperative. Without it, our civilization will not survive another light year. I... I do not understand. Don't stop for the next 24 Earth hours. Oh, I like that. This is Serena signing off. Look, if you want a guidebook to fun sex from Earth, just, just go buy a copy of the Kama Sutra. Save you a lot of trouble. Although, to be fair, probably not as fun. Anywho, Serena arrives on Earth and immediately runs into the couple from earlier. And they start to have witty banter between them, which goes right over Serena's head because, haha, she's an alien who doesn't understand the joke. They agree to have sex with Serena because, oh, that was such a hard thing to talk them into, I'm sure. But of course, we immediately cut away from anyone having sex and instead pick up the plot again with Serena contacting the home office. And this is such bizarre comedy gold, I'm going right to another clip already. Oh, this is an emergency. I must take this. Oh. 
sorry to keep you waiting. My servants were misbehaving again, and I had to teach them a lesson. You're the best teacher I know, Supreme Mistress. Too bad it doesn't result in procreation. Oh, you're so kind. I just called to report back. I've engaged the Earthlings in sexual intercourse, and it seems to be quite gratifying. In fact, it's extremely exciting. That's good news, Serena. And are you learning anything? Oh, yes. I've learned this thing called joking, but I haven't quite figured it out yet. Is that all you've learned? I've also learned that the male species has something that greatly resembles our communication devices. Do you mean our dildometer? Yes, only theirs are much larger. Interesting. I couldn't imagine why they would need to be larger. Until this morning, Supreme Mistress, neither could I. Well, keep up the good work and get back to me when you've learned more. Serena signing off. Dildometers. They're, they're called dildometers. The blonde interrupts the call and suggests to Serena that they get cleaned up, which is another foreign concept to the alien woman. Well, there's your problem right there. No one wants to have sex on your planet because you're all smelly from having sex. Learn what a shower is. Boom! Problem solved. I've just saved an entire alien race. Mark randomly discovers Serena's spaceship, and he immediately runs into the girls from the Shark Anomaly Center. Don't, don't ask. The movie has several subplots that pop up and might have made more sense in the full movie. But edited down, there's just random shit happening. But he runs into them and tries to explain what he just saw. The girl that goes with Mark to check things out is actually disappointed when she discovers there's a real spaceship because she thought it was just an excuse to go away and have sex. But you know what? Let's just break into the spaceship and we'll have sex in there. There's a lot more edited out sex. Cindy starts to get jealous of the exotic alien woman that's seducing her boyfriend and she gets comforted by one of the other girls from the Shark Anomaly Center. And here's the kind of wondrous thing about this movie. In this version, the highly edited version, it had just some really solid, comforting words of encouragement from a good friend. Now I know, in the full porn version, this likely went other places in the bedroom. But pulling out the porn completely reframes the scene and actually makes it kind of touching. And unlike Bigfoot vs. D.B. Cooper, Galaxy Zero, I can confirm, actually was filmed in the same house as A Talking Cat. In just 14 short weeks, the bloodstream has already devolved into, hey, I recognize that house. Finally, it's time for the movie to wrap up. I, I, I mean, Serena's mission time is over, so she has to go home. And we find out there's no men on her planet. Well, there's your other problem. Yes, yes, I know there's ways around procreation without having men around, and there's all science behind that. Just leave me with my joke, goddammit. Mark walks Serena back to her ship, and he decides to head back with her to the planet of sexy space women. Because why not? And the movie's done, just like that. What? What was that? I need one final quip just to wrap that up and give me a chance to pull together my final thoughts. I'm afraid I must go now, Earthling Mark. My time is not up here, but I've learned all I need to know. Do you really have to go? The fate of my people depends on it. Well, I hope your stay here helped you a little bit. It most definitely has. Oh, good. Maybe you can teach the Deltron men whatever they need to learn so that you can save your civilization. Oh, there are no men on Deltron. Only women. Only women? Yes, Earthling Mark. 
do they uh, look like you? Oh, no. Oh. Oh, they are much more beautiful than I am. Is that right? Yes. You know, you never really showed me the inside of your spaceship. Would you like to see it? I'd love to. Hmm. Waha. As anthologies go, Halloween Horror at Midnight is pretty much a failure on every level. It's a whopping two stories, three if you count the pirate eggs, four if you're being very kind and count the kidnapping monkey, five if you count the short seance. I'm getting distracted. It's basically two stories. And they're not even very well-told stories, which derives from the porn. But mostly, it's because they edited them down, there's, you know, even less story to them. And the two real stories we have, there's not really much story to them because, well, first of all, they're edited down porn. And second of all, they're still edited down from four stories, such as they are, so you're losing out on a lot. There's no framing sequence to speak of. They could have done something with the seance if they could have worked the footage in somehow. But no, that's just another scene from another movie. The sad thing is, porn has a reputation for being absolutely atrocious with acting, right? With all the movies I've seen, both for Bloodstream and for Trisk, I've seen so much horrible acting that porn actor level of acting actually doesn't seem half bad to me anymore. I don't even know what world I live in where that's possible. And I've done this to myself. But yeah, the acting's passable enough. The stories are threadbare at best, even beyond what would be for a porn plot. I'm actually weirdly entertained by this thing. If they hadn't padded things out so much with the random footage from other much better movies, they maybe could have put in a third edited down short, which actually would have been really fun in its way. I mean, this is goofy and silly at its best, largely because, again, because it's porn. If you want to see what porn is without porn, and you want some goofy, really silly fun, I'd almost say check this out. It's under an hour. I can't really recommend it because I can't really sit here and say, hey, you should go out and watch some porn. That doesn't even have porn in it. But it's harmless fun. There's worse ways to kill 55 minutes. Not much worse, but you'll have a few laughs, I guess. Fast forward through the better movies unless you want to watch Christopher Lee. But if you want to watch Christopher Lee, go put in one of his Hammer Dracula movies. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Bloodstream, you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us there, leave us a rating and review. A new episode drops roughly every week or so. You can also find the show on Facebook by searching for The Bloodstream. We're also on Tumblr at thebloodstream.tumblr.com. Our main page, as always, that is triskebeccafiles.com. If you have any movies you'd like to suggest, you can drop a comment on any of those places. You can send me a message at phoenix, F-O-E-N-I-X, at gmail.com. I'll be back next week with another Halloween-titled movie that will hopefully not be an anthology, will hopefully not be porn, and will hopefully be good and entertaining. So until then, take care and keep streaming.
You know, you don't pay me enough for all this. 